A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon, the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. He rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus answered him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. And for this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet, he put his garments back on and reclined at table again. He said to them, do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. February 17th, 1952. One of the greatest storms to hit the East Coast was raging. And off Cape Cod, a call, a mayday call went out. An oil tanker was sinking. And so the Coast Guard gathered their resources and headed out to to rescue all those on this tanker that was sinking. And shortly after that, a second call came. Another oil tanker. 
was sinking. The waves have crashed through the side of the boat, it, the, the ship. It filled up with water, and amazingly, I don't know how, but the, the ship it broke in two, and one part sank down, and the other was still afloat. Thirty-two men were, upon, were waiting on this ship, and their hope rested in four Coast Guard men, the last that were remaining at station, who left Cape Cod and had to fight the waves, huge waves that were rolling into shore to try to get past them to reach the ship. And they had, they had no compass. The compass was broken. It was mission impossible. Putting their own lives certainly at risk. Miraculously, they find the ship, it's still afloat. They, they rescue these men, and they make it back to shore. They made a movie about this true story. It's called The Finest Hour. It's the finest hour for these four men who rose to the occasion. And everything that was gifted to them and the courage in them, they're able to do the impossible. Just want to pause and just put a question before us. What is our finest hour? As we look at our life. Do you have one? Maybe you're saying, well, <laughs> I have moments that I can clearly say were not my finest hour. Yeah, I can identify those. But those times, usually there's some kind of crisis that our true self, the virtues within us, the giftedness in us, is really on full display. Today in the Gospel, in the very first sentence, we read that Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. This was Jesus' finest hour. And it's not to say that before this, Jesus didn't know and didn't have like, the greatness and fullness of who he was. He says to his mother Mary before he turns the water into wine, he says, my hour has not yet come. It's not until Holy Thursday that his hour truly, the fullness of his, of his humanity, of his divinity, of his love, of his mercy, is on full display, is completely revealed. And we hear it in the Gospel. His hour, his finest hour begins. It will end when he takes his last breath on Good Friday. But what do we learn from Jesus and his final hour. We learn about his great humility, his great love, his great tenderness, and his servant's heart. When Jesus comes to wash the disciples' feet, Peter is the only one who gives voice to being opposed to this, that this is, this is beneath Jesus. But I am pretty confident that the rest of the disciples felt awkward, 
uncomfortable that Jesus would be washing their feet. For those of you who might have their feet washed today, how many of you have already showered so that Father Jim gets the clean feet? Right? We we wouldn't want him to experience the truth of our humanity, would we? Recently, I went to the doctor, uh, Dr. Wells, to the dentist. And just previous, before seeing him, I brushed my teeth twice. (laughs) And I flossed. Why? Because we, we want to put on our best face. We're afraid of people seeing the truth of where we are. And Jesus does not give the disciples a chance to wash beforehand. He says, no, I'm going to come to you where you are, in your broken, imperfect humanity. And one by one, he washes their feet, knowing, knowing he will wash the feet of Peter, knowing that Peter will have denied him in a few hours, three times, even knowing him. He washes Peter's feet. He washes the feet of Thomas, who would be obstinate in believing that Jesus had risen. He will wash the feet of Judas, who will betray him. He will wash the feet of these men who left everything to come follow him, and in a few hours, they would leave Jesus. They would abandon the one that they left everything to follow. Jesus was so attuned and tender with them in their brokenness, in their infidelities, and he loved them unconditionally. It's a powerful lesson that's revealed in the gospel that Jesus washes their feet of humility and of service and of love. One of the things I try to teach, I'm pretty sure it's something that that the novices hear every year in their year of formation, There are these three dynamics that are, I believe, just essential to Christian formation, not just for seminarians, but for all of us. And it's self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and it's self-gift. And I see the last two profoundly present in the gospel today. I see the self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is where we find our identity, that we're God's beloved. We're God's beloved son, we're God's beloved daughter. And there's nothing that we can do about it, that God just loves us even in, and most profoundly in our brokenness. But we often find our identity and our achievements or the things that we accumulate and we say, this is who I am. Or we'll find our identity in our brokenness and our failures. And that can be an obstacle to accept God's love and say, no, God, you don't want to get too close to this. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I smell like? I don't want you to get close to that. It's beneath you. And Jesus comes to the disciples and he comes to each of us where we are and he loves us. And as for us, self-acceptance is we don't have to get our halo on straight to come before God. 
And we'll let him wash us. We'll let him minister to us. I also see self-gift. Self-gift, when we receive ourselves as gift, we can make ourselves as gift. And, and we do that through our vocation as a priest, as a religious, as a deacon, as a married couple. As our vocation, just as baptized Christians, we're called to make a gift to others, to be a gift to others. And we can't do that unless we receive ourselves as gift, as being beloved. And, and Jesus, as he finishes washing their feet, he says to them, do you realize what I have just done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If therefore master and teacher have washed your feet, you ought to wash another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. And this is what it means for us as being a disciple of Jesus, is as we receive the gift of his love, of his mercy. We're to be the gift. We can share it with others. And Jesus wanted his disciples to experience this profound life lesson that would stay with them for the rest of their lives. Today, we priests who are up here, we celebrate the great gift of the priesthood. The disciples on Holy Thursday, I don't think they realized that they had just been ordained priests. I think they missed it. Jesus says, do this in memory of me. It's not hitting them what has just happened. They will go forth after that first Last Supper. They didn't know it was going to be their Last Supper. But Jesus knew. And Jesus knew what would lay ahead. And Jesus knew that he wanted this image of him washing their feet, the experience of it to live on in their hearts so that they would be faithful to one another faithful to God, that they would be humble and serve one another. And that as they follow Jesus in a procession singing hymns, so also tonight, as we celebrate the great gift of the priesthood, we will have a Eucharistic procession. And we will process and we will follow Jesus in the Eucharist singing hymns to a place to pray. And what Jesus asked his disciples, he will ask of us. Would you watch and will you pray? This is when I need you. This is your hour. Every time we pray the Hail Mary, we remember those two most important moments of our life. Now and at the hour of our death. This now hour is the beginning of our finest hour. At least it can be. And we can look at the disciples and they fell asleep. And we can be resolved with God's grace. Lord, let me discover the invitation to enter into your passion. To enter into the great gift of the Eucharist. I receive you as gift. I want, I want to be a gift for you. I want to make a return. I want to recognize that in your final hour, you extend to me the invitation to make it my, my finest hour. And so we ask the grace of humility and of a servant's heart that as we're with Jesus in his remaining hours, that it would sanctify our hours and would sanctify our final hour, the hour of our death, 
and that by the grace of God we can say it was our finest hour when the grace and the truth of who we are is fully revealed. Amen?